0: Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement, and live in studio live this morning with The Dream. We're going to be speaking with Albert Barrichello and a special guest, Trey Moses. This is a story you're not going to want to miss when we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family based mental health. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314 Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Live in the studio with me this morning is Albert Verichello of The Dream and Trey Moses, who is a player for The Dream in the upcoming TBT tournament. TBT stands for The Basketball Tournament, but we're going to learn all about that and his powerful story. But first, we're going to start off with a good friend, Albert Verichello. Albert, great to have you this morning.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. It's awesome to be on here.
0: One of my favorite things to talk about, um, and this show talks a lot about politics, but one important thing uh, is mental health. So we're going to get to that. But uh, one of my personally favorite things is if I could do it all over again, I'd become a basketball coach. I know that sounds (laughs) strange uh, for the guy who works in politics, but if I could do it again, that's what I'd do remind all of our listeners in case they don't know the dream like how important it is and you have a new home at the finkster field house and you do play at other places as well as like the dubois christian schools and tell us about the dream
1: yeah i mean i guess we can go as far back and it all ties in now as in 2016 is when we initially entered the basketball tournament and that's how the dream got started so we're back in it again here in 2023 and, uh, Dubois Dream, we're a, um, you know, minor league and youth basketball organization. We have kids in our, in our program from ages, you know, seems like six all the way up through, you know, high schoolers. And then it takes it into our, like our pros, which is going on right now with the basketball tournament. So, um, we've really tried to provide a, um, a, uh, you know, an opportunity in basketball in our area that is kind of needed, uh, to get kids some exposure as well as, you know, get them some scholarships and different things like that. And just, you know, little different things, kids camps, all, all the like. And, um, but really as you've noticed is we try and get into important topics, important issues, and really provide a platform for people through the Dubois dream. And, uh, we're excited to have Trey Moses with us because, him um he was the perfect fit for us is he he gets everything off the court as well as he's a big talent on the court so he's helping us in both ways and you know it's definitely a blessing to have him here um so we're going to be doing our kids camp coming up on that would be tomorrow morning Um, hopefully we're gonna get the special Olympics basketball team to come in and shoot around with us at 9 a.m. over at the Finksler Fieldhouse then we have a 12 and under camp uh, 10 to 12 over there at the Finksler Fieldhouse and then we'll be doing a 13 and up camp Uh, that's 1 to 3 over there at the Finksler Fieldhouse and then kind of as a treat to everybody we'll be doing an exhibition game a nice little tune-up for our game on Tuesday July 25th against West Virginia University Alumni um, we'll be playing Wheeling, West Virginia, Virginia at 7 p.m. Uh, as a tune-up, we're doing our ex- exhibition game over there at Penn State Dubois at 6 p.m. Yes. So Friday's going to be jam-packed tomorrow. So appreciate you having us on, kind of providing that platform for us uh, to spread the word. And everyone's welcome to the kids' camp. Everyone's welcome to the exhibition game. And uh, everyone's welcome to listen in here to Trey Moses as well and his powerful story.
0: Yes, no, and we thank you for that. Obviously, the dream uh, does do a lot of good for our community. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate your efforts. We appreciate these camps um, children uh, free to attend and they can just come and go to camp.
1: So we are charging a little bit because okay. that'll 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 help us. It's fifteen dollars for the camp, but you know really everyone is welcome. And I think they're just gonna have a blast like hanging out and just playing with our you know our players because these are a lot of overseas pros guys you know trey just recently played in portugal we have a guy played in taiwan we have another guy played in montenegro it's just it's a cool experience to have you know dubois our small little town you know welcome these guys and just you know have some fun they're huge talents but they're good guys too
0: absolutely and kind of like you said to me earlier kind of gives you the march madness feeling yes it is a fun tournament to follow certainly we wish the dream well uh, we could talk all morning, Albert, but I do want to just yes. uh, bring in Trey Moses as well. Yeah. Uh, but we thank you for coming on and sharing with the dr- about the dream. Thanks, Michael. Good morning, Trey Moses.
2: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. Uh, first, uh, honored to meet you. You're... My listeners can't see you, but I stood beside (laughs) you for a picture. And at 6'10", and a forward, (laughs) I was definitely the short guy trying to think about how I would guard you if I had to. (laughs) I'm glad I don't have to. But uh, we're glad that you could make time, and it was uh, very nice to meet your father as well. So tell us about who is Trey Moses. I know you have a powerful story, but tell us about your Your journey to basketball and then uh, we'll get into your personal story.
2: Yeah so my dad um, started me off in all different sports growing up and ultimately in high school I ended up choosing basketball. Um, For me it was basketball or football and uh, the weather for me was not something I wanted to (laughs) deal with playing football so I chose basketball and you know he just was like if you're going to choose basketball you know you're going to have to give everything to it. I feel like I've given everything to the game, and the game's given everything back to me. And, uh, you know, through high school, I had a pretty, pretty good high school career. Ended up getting uh, 12 Division I scholarships and ultimately chose, chose Ball State.
0: And you chose Ball State. Where'd you go to high school at?
2: Uh, Eastern in Louisville, Kentucky.
0: Eastern Louisville, Kentucky, good basketball team, great team? Or
2: uh, We were a good team. We were just in a tough uh, region, so we had a lot of Division One guys, a couple NBA players now. So sure. it, was, uh, it was just a really stacked region, but, you know, we competed and played well. Yeah, well. <laughs> you think
0: basketball, you think Indiana, you yeah. think Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, a lot of talented players coming out of those regions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still made it, and you made it – you were All-Mac player at ball
2: yeah yeah it was, it was you know i had a, i feel like I had a good college career um you know definitely enjoyed everything in terms of basketball, but again, it's everything off the court that I loved uh more than anything and being able to make an impact in the community at ball state
0: yeah absolutely well uh, let me ask you this what was it like uh for young people listening what was it like to go to school uh, obviously you're a professional student as well people forget that part of it but you're also playing basketball, which would almost feel like it's professional, it's not, but I mean, (laughs) it it was certainly every day of your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was. uh, it's obviously tough. I think it was, um, you know, we had a coach who cared more about us off the court than on the court. You know, obviously he wanted us to succeed on the court, but for him, he wanted us to grow as men. And so whatever that took, you know, we had, you know, a couple guys who had to to, to do, have punishment because they weren't, you know, succeeding in the classroom. Um, so he really cared about those things and then just cared about our actions on the, off the court as well and just wanted us to grow from our freshman year to whenever we left.
0: Yeah, I think people forget that, that there is, uh, you know, we all watch college football. We all, all of us watch March Madness and think about these players, but they are students as well. They are young people, typically 18 to mid-20s. Um, a lot of pressure to go to class and be on your A-game for practice and do all those Mm -hmm. things but I know that this is a personal story for you as well this is a personal journey in Trey Moses' life Um, share with us um, tragically you lost your friend Zach, can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so for me it was um, I met Zach my, my sophomore year his freshman year I, uh, I run camps for kids with disabilities back home and so it's about a three hour drive from Ball State to where I lived and Zach had a passion for kids with disabilities as well um, we were both special education majors at the time when we met and so his first weekend on campus over summer he came back with me to do one of my camps and you know that weekend we just became best friends and um, you know moving forward he ended up Um, redshirting that year so we didn't get to play together but you know we spent a lot of time together and it was just one of those things where we just connected on all kind of different levels from basketball to music to our love for people uh, kids and so it was just an instant connection really and then uh, so for me I've always dealt with mental health as well and so he he knew that and he was always a supportive friend for me Um, and so after our sophomore year, um, I had tried to take my life and it was one of those things where, you know, I ended up letting him know and he was just like, you know, why didn't you tell me like, not in a mad way, but just a supportive friend and just trying to be there for me. And, um, you know, moving forward, it was just the understanding that I could be open and honest with him. And so we just, it took us, our friendship to another level um, that summer we worked really hard. We were in the same lifting groups. We shot together and it was just one of those things where, you know, we were just so excited to play with each other. We were competitive. We pushed each other. Um, so we get to our junior year. My birthday's August 21st, um, which is like, it was the second day of classes. Um, and so I had, uh, my friends over teammates, you know, all my close people, he left at about, you know, 1:15. I said bye, I love you. We hugged each other, uh, and he left. And then I went to sleep. Um, I woke up the next morning, and I had four missed calls and two voice messages from him. Um, but I had class at uh, nine, and so if I have any young viewers out there, I woke up at about 8:45 to get to class. I would advise you guys not to do that. <laughs> <and> Good <laughs> advice. <and laughs> to get to class as as early as you can. um but you know, rushing to class, I just I was trying to text him. You know, it's very early still. Um, I had nine and eleven, so in between classes, I was still texting him. Uh, we had our first team meeting that day at twelve fifteen or twelve no at one at about twelve fifteen twelve thirty. I ran into our teammate uh, and his roommate Kyle Mallers, and I was like, you know, have you heard from Zach at all? and he was like, no, you know, I haven't. And I was like, can you just take me over there to check on him? Uh, and he took me over there. I walked into his room and he had taken his life. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I will never forget what I saw or how I felt or the words spoke after. Um, and, and, you know, I had to call the police and they tell me to check his pulse. And so I had to check, you know, the pulse of someone that I knew wasn't alive anymore. Um, and so the last time I saw, you know, someone I cared about and my best friend were um, after he took his life and, you know, in a casket.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a traumatic experience. Um, you saw this, I'm sure, and maybe you can tell us, was the first inclination to blame yourself? Like you didn't answer his calls? You didn't?
2: Yeah, it was... Uh it was tough you know we were we went to the police station after and he had asked the police officer was phenomenal I don't remember his name so forgive me but he um he was just like you know do you care if I listen I was like no I hadn't listened yet and you know he just he came back it was just like man I want you to know how much Zach truly loved you looked up to you cared about you um and it was just one of those things where it was like dang like you know if I could have answered you know he could have just lasted one more day and you know one more day could have you know everyone always is like you know he wanted to do it or whatever like it would have happened and I was just like man I don't care like if he could have, if I would have answered he could have just lasted one more day he could have gotten the help that he needed he was getting the help he needed uh, the following week um, but it's just one of those things where you know for so long and still sometimes today like I do blame myself I do you know, looking myself in the mirror. It's just like, man, like, I wish I would have, would have been awake or, you know, just would have answered.
0: Yeah. And what would you say to, uh, I want to get to two things with you, but what would you say to those friends of people who they know are struggling? What what advice would you give them?
2: Uh, To the friends? I think it's just, it's, it's important to just be there. Um you know and I know a lot of people think they're good friends and you know it's not always what you think. It's not how we love other people, it's not how we care about other people. It's how other people want to be loved and how other people want to be cared about. That's important because you may want to be loved differently than I want to be loved or cared about. So I think it's important to just understand the people around you just as much as they understand you. You know, I think you know, oftentimes we get frustrated, you know, it's, it's life, but we get frustrated at the people around us at times and with whatever, but it's just like, we got to just understand our people more. We got to love our people more and we have to care about our people more.
0: Yeah. uh, Great insight. And with that, Trey, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and continue this uh, very important conversation. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the DuBois Mall for local adoption and foster care services.
1: Hi, folks. Are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066.
0: Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're having a very important, uh, deep discussion with our friend Trey Moses. He's with the Dubois Dream as they get ready to kick off the TBT uh, tournament. Uh, Trey, uh, you were telling us about your friend Zach, a very traumatic experience. Um, I want to turn to your life as well. Um, Obviously, you had told us that Zach uh, had asked you about your your problems that you were going through or experiencing. Can you tell us about like what it's like for you to experience? Uh, I know you suffer with depression at times and how do you combat some of that?
2: Yeah, so my uh, experience started in seventh grade. I was like 11, 12 and it was, um, I ended up telling one of my friends and she told a counselor, but it was the first time that I had dealt with um, basically thoughts of like not wanting to be alive. And so being that young, it was one of those things where it was like, I never understood why, you know, I was at a good school. I had good parents, uh, good friends. I was playing basketball, like I had all, everything that you could want. And I was still feeling a type of way. And so it wasn't until my freshman year of college where, um, you know, that summer we had someone from the, counseling center come in and give us a questionnaire like all the athletes and I answered truthfully and then I started meeting with her and that was my first glimpse of counseling mm. and you know then from there I was diagnosed as having depression and, and anxiety and so it was one of those things where it was like you know I went from 12 to 17 without even knowing what depression was anxiety was. Counseling, like I just knew that I felt differently, or I had moments where I struggled, but I never knew those terms right, and so I look at it now, like I think that we are we as in America um are doing a much better job at in terms of talking mental health inside of public schools, private schools, whatever, but it's it's just getting it out there what mental health actually is um And so for me to answer the the last part of your question, um, like in the coping sense, I just really try to surround myself by like people that love and care about me, uh, people that I know won't judge me in my worst moments. And it's not like having those episodes, like that's not a bad moment, but, you know, I think when you have them, you kind of feel you, you, I judge myself when I'm in those moments. So I typically am like, oh, these, this is like my worst moment. So it's just like surrounding myself by those people doing things I love, uh, being around friends and, you know, just e- sometimes even taking time for myself just just to be, be by myself and understand that, you know, people that deal with the similar things that I deal with It's just understanding that we aren't our thoughts, we aren't what we go through, and that it's okay not to be okay.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a big saying, and I know that you say that it's okay not to be okay. Very important to hear. There's something in American society, though, uh, the stigma that goes with it. Um, You see a 6'10 forward. You're not, uh, you know, you're an imposing figure, (laughs) and people forget that... um, maybe there is something going on inside and Trey, that's not okay at the moment, right? We kind of forget that, right? We look Mm -hmm. at Michael Jordan, we look at all of these basketball players that we grew up with, I'm dating myself. Um, But (laughs) even as we look at them, we tend to forget that they're just people too.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, for me that's been something that I've wanted to really step up and try to end that stigma, especially in African-American communities, especially in athletics, you know, it's You know, like you said my dad's here, but it was one of those things where it was like You know, you got to be tougher. You got to, you know, it's being in sports You got to, you got to do all these things. You got to get through it. You got to fight through it You got to whatever and it's just like We're also just people we got to understand that outside of sport we also are We don't have to fight through this like it's, it's important to keep going and keep showing up but it's also important to just understand and feel and understand and and know that what we're going through is is okay and to just try to get the proper help that we need
0: yes and you've used this platform I'd say very well to bring attention to this uh, I believe it while you were at Ball University you probably more than one occasion but there is an article out there about this of you speaking to coaches like what did you tell the coaches
2: yeah so um, in 2019 I spoke uh, at the final four to coaches about mental health and players and I was just trying to in a sense give insight to what my coach coach Witt did leading up to everything and then after um, and just try to get coaches to understand that When you prioritize athletes as people, that's when you get the best product on the court. And if you are not building those relationships and building that connection with your athletes, why would they want to play as hard for you? Um, And so, you know, from there I got to, I won the 2020 NCAA Inspiration Award um, and then Um, after that, I got to speak with the Kennedy Foundation at the 2020 All-Star Game, uh, to the community of Chicago. So it's just been, you know, it's it's been a blessing and a curse, you know, I have to deal with everything that I've dealt with, but at the same time, trying to use my story to impact one person. I feel like if I can just impact one person, you know, one person listening today or whatever it is, like then my job is done and I've and then it's just a trickling effect uh, that one person can you know impact one and then you know we look back and the world is slowly changing the stigma around mental health is slowly changing and you know everything was worth it in a sense
0: yeah absolutely and to your point we probably only get you a little bit of the time here in Dubois but we're glad you're here We have about uh, two and a half to three minutes left. I wanna give you these two and a half minutes or so to talk to anybody out there right now who is struggling with depression, anxiety, or needs mental health help of what you would tell them. Because to your point, this is that moment to have an impact on uh, the people of this community.
2: Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the first thing I I always say is it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad, whatever you're feeling, even if you're not going through mental health things like feelings, they're okay to feel. And the second thing is, you know, I've always said it, not everyone needs to know just a few good people. Uh, so, you know, obviously my story is out there, but not everyone has to put their story out there. Um, telling your close friends, family, whatever it is, and and in an attempt to try to be vulnerable, in an attempt to allow people to love and care about you in your darkest moments, because I think oftentimes when we get in those feelings, we tend to feel like we're not loved or feel like we're not cared about feel like we're lonely and if we surround ourselves by people that love us and care about us especially in those moments then it's one of those things where it's like we don't we may not feel that as much
0: yeah i think that's uh very insightful and good advice um Trey Moses, uh, we thank you for coming on. We've got about one minute left. If you can leave anything on the table, what would it be?
2: Uh, You know, it's okay not to be okay. Um, Counseling is not something that's bad. I 100% promote counseling, promote getting whatever help you need. And, yeah, I think that's it for me.
0: And do you think you can also help me with my basketball game? Yeah, whatever you need. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, I just want to thank you. We want to wish you uh, luck to the Dubois Dream as they go back to TBT. Uh, Please go check out all the camps tomorrow and watch them play tomorrow night. And, Uh, We'll definitely have you back and hope to connect you with uh, Hope Squad and Dubois as well to talk about these Mm -hmm. uh, very important issues of mental health. Thank you for making the time on this tour. Yep, Thank you. Have a wonderful day.